Hello and welcome to Old Casters, the weekly pod where two old men have a laugh, have a moan, and talk a load of nonsense along the way. We also try and learn something new if our old brains can handle it. We are Smith and Lawson. Yeah, and without further ado, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, Queen. Hey, how the devil are you? I'm okay. You sound like old Greg more than okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever drunk baileys from a shoe <laughs> it's the closest <laughs> you can get to baileys without your eyes getting wet <laughs> oh i do love a bit of the the boosh um yeah are you good yeah man yeah i'm very good i've had a lovely weekend um yeah i was in somerset for most of it and then uh came home today which is the monday we are recording on the monday and it's been a lovely day. It's been a lovely day. Good. What did you do this weekend? Uh, not a lot, which is how I like to spend my weekends. Yeah, definitely. Just to chill out. Oh, Carlos. Oh, there off. he is. I just saw this tail swoosh across the screen. He Hi, Carlos. Up. Can you purr into the <laughs> microphone? No. No, completely <laughs> uninterested. <laughs> Goodbye, senor. Goodbye, yes. Senor Carlos. You moved then, and I saw a whole assortment of cards and a balloon in the shape of a number one behind you. It's still, it's still up. It's still happening. Uh, all of it's all up. She has a banner up as well. Oh, piss off. Get <laughs> Carlos, off me. <laughs> now is not the time. <laughs> it's because he's used to like the, the stream stuff, and then he's like, oh, there's treats around, I swear. He was gnawing on my desk the other day because we've... Uh, I can't remember who got them, but at Christmas, somebody got him tuna and catnip, like Garfield treats, <laughs> and he literally has gone mental for them. Bless him. He just knows. He can smell it. He can smell the menstruation. No, that's bears. <laughs> that's bears. They can smell the menstruation. Anyway, since you, since you, uh, <laughs> since you last co-hosted with me, mm. little Aubrey had her first birthday. She did. She did have her first birthday, which has been lovely and also like that's why we went somerset more than anything because she's had her birthday here and then yeah my mum and sister are down in somerset so we was like yeah let's go have a little birthday down there and also so the crazy thing about the birth of my baby was that my sister had my nephew the day before no way so yeah, and it was so we nearly had babies on the same day, which would have been remarkable. Matting. Yeah. So and my mum, she, like I said, is down there. And my sister had Bodie, my little nephew, and then she came to us and she was there within like an hour of Aubrey being born. Yeah. So yeah, I love my mum. She does the best <laughs> things for us. She is the greatest mother. But every mother, every mother's a good mother. Mother's Day must be coming up over here. That's March, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, God. I don't know what Aubrey will uh, buy mother, mother, uh, mother Beth. Was Aubrey suitably spoilt then for her birthday? Yeah, she got, uh, you kind of see a little walker. She's got a walker just uh, down yeah. here, there. Everywhere. Um she got the ball pit for Christmas. She got a balloon. Uh, what mm. else? Yeah, she'd got 
loads of bits and bobs. A new activity table that I kind of play with more than her because <laughs> it needs to it needs to get some use out of it. Yeah, you need but to yeah. you need to break it in. And she's got a a, a talking picnic basket, which Duh. again she loves to pieces. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. But Beth Beth is so OCD about it because there's like two two pieces. This is one of them. This is like a star shaped biscuit yes. that goes in it. But every night she has to make sure that there's two of everything in there. <laughs> but me, on the other hand. If it gets lost, it gets lost. As long as she doesn't eat it, as long yeah. as Aubrey doesn't eat it and choke, then uh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine by me. If it's lost, it's lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last week, what have we had in the last week? Oh, we have had some feedback in the uh, in the old Discord, just some lovely words for some friends after what we spoke about at the start of last week's episode. So thank you very much, friends, for that. Yeah, we can we can talk about whatever well it's it's so good to have a platform yeah just talk about whatever needs to be spoken about and like i said at the beginning have a laugh have a moan and talk a load like of nonsense so whatever comes to mind so if it is that people need to kind of have a talk about serious stuff then yeah everybody's here everybody's here to help out i'm always a an advocate of that making sure you do talk about stuff um yes with whoever you want. Uh Tuesday was pancake day. Did you celebrate? Yes. Uh we did. We had American style which I'm mm-hmm. not really a fan of. I don't like fluffy pancakes. I like a crepe. I am a fan of American pancakes, but I prefer our ones. For for like pancake day for Shrove especially Tuesday. For, especially for pancake day, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't remember what I had on mine. I think I had some Oh, no, I remember what we had. Uh, Beth made them, mm-hmm. and then uh, on that day, I got a kebab, and then the kebab also uh, deal with Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the kebab came out of the pita bread and went into the pancake. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Well, that's kind of what I did, because we had chili con carne in our pancakes. And then I put, che- and then I put cheese on top. So it looked like a, it looked like a taco. But it was That's a pancake, crazy. and then I put cheese on top of it and baked it to melt the cheese. I don't know. Again, I, I'm I'm not too sure about this savory like, it, because it's not, is it? There's no there's no specifics with a, a waffle or a pancake it's, or a Yorkshire pudding or a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can totally you can totally get some sugar and lemon on a Yorkshire pudding. Exactly, one hundred percent. I've I have had Yorkshire pudding with ice cream for dessert before now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, one place that I do love um, that I've been to once, but it's just always sat in my mind, is mm. in St Albans, and there's the Waffle House. That's near me. It is. And that place was great. I had ham, um, that cheese begins with P. Um, port Salut? It might be. It's Port, yeah. Port of, no, that's a mushroom. But then it was also mushroom. So it was like ham, yeah. cheese, and mushroom on a waffle. And mm. that was so good. And it was really cold as well. And we were sitting outside by the lake. I love fried chicken and waffles. Mm. Love it. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're grinding my gears now, mate. 
He's done it again. Don't make us talk about you later, Carlos. He's just a right attention hall right now so he's gonna just jump on the back of my head like as yeah. we're mid-podcast like Bloh! yeah mid-cast they're just gonna see you get completely wiped out <laughs> carlos is gonna oh there he goes i just see him jump down behind you he's lurking <laughs> so yeah we had pancake day and then the day after we had valentine's day which we did talk about on last week's episode a little bit well quite a lot of it actually uh, yeah do anything for do anything for valentine's no just just uh Again, I think we were supposed to, because you said about all the Marks and Spencers, we were supposed yeah. to have a Marks and Spencers meal, but uh, we didn't in the end, and we had it tonight. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a nice meal. Right, you got it. Right, two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, Mr. Lawson is being out. absolutely terrorised by his cat. <laughs> He's being banished now. <laughs> Here we go. I'm back. <laughs> so uh, after we after we uh, spoke about it on the podcast last week, I genuinely on Valentine's Day on the way home from work, I bought Mary a milk tray, and <laughs> specifically nice. it had to. I bought her a milk tray and a and a bouquet of roses, which I not roses, just flowers, but because the roses looks a bit grotty. Mm-hmm. I'm very allergic to, so that's been a fun week. What grotty roses? Yeah, well, I'm allergic to flowers in general. The flowers that I bought Mary are raping my face. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he is he is looking uh, very swollen right now. <laughs> and also, yeah, Wednesday, Valentine's Day, it was also the beginning of Lent. Yeah, you were saying that you started Lent. Have you ever given anything up for Lent? Have I given up anything? No, not specifically for Lent. No. But um, recently I gave up vaping and I'm back vaping. That's going well for you because I've seen you vaping already. (laughs) (laughs) But there's so much. Like, I preach the fact that, like, yeah, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And I think it would be really good for that individual to not do that. And I'll be there to help them through it. But the same in the same breath, let's say somebody's like, oh, I'll give up chocolate. I'm like, yeah, you do that. It would be great for you. It would be great. And I'm just like munching Toblerones and whispers. Mm. So I can I can help people, but I can never help myself. <laughs> I just find it really hard. Mary and I have been watching a lot of Vicar of Dibley. Yes. And uh, she asked me, what is Lent? Because I was I was brought up religiously, so I explained it to her and I said, I've given up stuff for Lent before. Have you never done it? And she said no. So she really wanted to give up something for Lent this year. And after much deliberating, she decided she's gonna give up meat. So I'm <laughs> I thought <laughs> I like it slightly cut out in my headphone. So it sounded like oh. she said me. <laughs> oh yeah. She's giving up me for Lent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, so but obviously because I, I do all the food shopping and the cooking, so I'm I'm joining her on this venture. We are going meat free for forty days. Mm. So forty days and forty nights. Yes. Which is gonna make the roast lamb on Easter Sunday so much <laughs> so much better. Oh yeah. I'm gonna destroy that thing. I'm gonna eat the whole lamb in one gulp. <laughs> uh so what was on the agenda for the curry this evening? We had a, sa- a vegetable sagaloo with nice. coconut rice and peshwari naan. I love a sagaloo. 
Yes. We are. We had a little celebration tonight for reasons that I will discuss probably next week. But uh, yeah, Ooh. we had Takeaway Indian. Nice. Very nice. nice. I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like all of us, every episode that you do, I think all of us should be like just really randomly just be like, what did you have for dinner? It's, this is something I always used to ask on my streams and I've fallen out of the habit of it and I really want to get back into it because I genuinely love knowing. <laughs> what, what people have for dinner yeah i want to know what you had for dinner i'll tell you all about what i had for dinner i'll take a picture of every single one <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i did this evening i did i do it every night <laughs> that was a lasagna tagliatelle with an uh, arabiata uh, sauce as well oh that was nice it was nice and cheesy garlic bread i saw that cheesy garlic bread and some mozzarella sticks as well oh you saucy bastard i do treat that beth <laughs> she deserves it You're smarter than an old man. That's right. No, I have something fresh and new and exciting for you. Yes. How would you like a quizzy quiz quiz quiz? I would. I would love a quizzy quiz quiz quiz. And especially with the fact that it's called Are You Smarter Than an Old Man? Yes, and I sung it to the tune of <sighs> Are You Smarter Than a 10-Year-Old? And that, that was a great show. That was a great show. I it loved was. it. And that's something that Ben and I have discussed about doing before, a sort of are you smarter than a 10-year-old? Because we wanted to use the podcast as a platform for trying to uh, teach our old brain something new. Exactly. But for now, because I know you love a quiz, and I also love a quiz, I have curated five questions for you and the listeners. Oh, shit. So I'm going to ask the question, and you're going to answer it in your mind... And we're going to get the listeners as well to put down, to get their answers down, and then okay. at the end at the end of this episode, I will reveal the answers. All right, I will uh, type this down in notes <laughs> for my answers, so you can see like I am not cheating. Okay, there we go. Notes. All right, I've got question one. Ah, oh, right. <sighs> Do I need to get into the mindset of an old man? The way I have done it. I've tried to make them not too hard. Answers that you should know, our demographic of people listening should know. And each question has a theme. So the first one is video games. The second one is movies. The third one is TV. The fourth one is music. And then the fifth one is a hiccup. The fifth one is on this day. News. On this day. Okay. 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 Are you ready, Jameson? I am smarter than an old man. Number one. Yes. Which virtual table tennis game created in 1972 sparked the arcade era? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, yep. Yep. I'm uh, very much done with that. Question two. In which city does Mrs. Doubtfire take oh. place? Oh, <laughs> That's a good one. I will go for that place. There we go. Uh, yep. Okay. Question three. Mm-hmm. What is the first name of the mutant pilot of the Planet Express ship, Leela, on the animated show Futurama? Oh, so, uh, say that question again. <laughs> what is Leela's first name? It's worded a bit weird. What is Leela's... <laughs> What is Leela's first name, basically, in future? Oh, remember? tits. <laughs> um, no, it's not that. 
Um, Though she does have two of them. She does have two tits, but one eye. Um, <laughs> there is one eye in tits as well. <laughs> yeah, there is. Oh, um, do you know the song? <laughs> this is completely we're going off topic already. You know, you know the song "Starlight" by Muse. Yes, yeah. You know the uh, the drum beat in that, so it's like dun 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 dun. That drum beat is Morse code, T I T S. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. If you listen to like the snare, the the hand clap that in in Starlight is dun 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 dun. There's T. I T S T S yeah it's Morse code for tits I call that song tits because <laughs> I love that that is yeah that's a that's definitely something that will come up in a pub quiz at some point surely <laughs> anyway um, I'm glad number four who sang the 1984 a cappella pop song Tom's Diner <gasps> well, um... <laughs> No, I'm literally just going to take a stab in the dark with that. Oh, yeah. I think that's not right. <laughs> Do I get points for getting it wrong? Like, I know it's wrong. Yeah, sure. Sweet. You're nice <laughs> and to question me. question number five. On this day, that's the day mm. this podcast comes out. I've looked into the future. 21st of February. Okay. Which US president arrived in China at the start of a week-long summit aimed at ending 20 years of frosty relations between the two countries? Um, I've got to go with that. Okay. Kind of uh, links a couple of answers together, that one. I like it. <laughs> and that's it. All right. Okay. Answers at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. Are you smarter than an old man? Crazy facts. Crazy news. Crazy facts. And crazy news. News. Not nudes. Although our nudes would be crazy. Crazy facts and crazy nudes. Mm, crazy dudes. <laughs> Crazy twats and crazy dudes. Talking of crazy facts, mm. I've I've got a fact, and it goes goes along the lines of what's happening today. Because I found out that there's a whole website all dedicated to what happens on every day. Because around the world, there's pretty much a national something for something or other. Yeah. So today being the 19th of February, um, I found out that there today is in the US, that is. And I like to think that we'd all take part in this because it needs to be <laughs> spoken about. But it is National uh, Tug of War Day <laughs> in the US. So do you do you know much about Tug of War? Have you played Tug of War? I've done Tug of War, yeah. At the end of like school, what are they called? Sports days and stuff. Sports days. There's usually a tug of war. Yeah. So with this, there's a whole like uh, timeline of tug of war, especially within the US. Yeah. So 
here's a fact. Here's a, here's a crazy little fact. And I'll go through the timeline as well of tug of war. So in the 1500s, that's where tug of war tournaments would start okay. around about that time in uh, French, French chateaus um, as entertainment. Then within the 1800s, seamen and ship crew are required to tug ropes to adjust for the sails and ships. Disgusting. As we all know, literally. It's absolutely filthy. But I never knew this, that tug of war actually made it into the Olympic Games as an event. Yeah, I knew that. So, yeah, that that was like within the 1900s. 20 years later, because of controversy, uh, they tugged it off. They they got rid of it. <laughs> they they got rid of it from the Olympics. So it did it it did have like a nice run. I don't ever mm. feel like anybody plays tug of war now. Um, no, it's not something that you hear of anymore, is it? Or is it just that no. we're old? Well, especially with the Vikings as well, it does specify that they did it uh, over fire pits with yeah. animal pelts as well. Uh, the game's losers received a hot foot, <laughs> or worse, <laughs> if they were unlucky. What, you you just straight up die. People would kill you for losing tug of war. That's a, that's a, bit, that's a bit much. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good, good place to um, kind of exercise as well um, and just settle disagreements. And if you just want to get muddy. Yeah, exactly. Or like I said, over a fire pit, so there won't be too much mm-hmm. mud. There'll be a lot of third degree burns. Um, so yeah, d- like I said, d- deciding uh, disagreements as well because we we had one um, at work the other day, but it wasn't tug of war. It went straight because it it was it's like a male toxicity within uh, <laughs> where I work. Um, it went straight to an arm wrestle. They were like, right, okay. <laughs> we'll settle this with an arm wrestle. So they did. Fuck's sake. Yeah, there was so much ego on the table. It was uh, very enjoyable. What happened to rock paper scissors? Uh, there's there's too many too many decisions. I just whenever I think of it though, like with I don't think you can necessarily get too injured with tug of war. Depending, like I said, depending on what you're tugging over. Um, <laughs> but with arm wrestles, it just I. I, my mind just always spins out and I'm always like, someone's going to break their arm. Someone's going to break their arm. Yeah. I've seen it happen too much. So, uh, yeah. Do you, do you dabble in a, an arm wrestle? When was the last arm wrestle you had? No. When was your best arm wrestle? No. <laughs> <laughs> Have you arm wrestled bought? No. She'd win. I was going to say. <laughs> she'd give you a run for your money. I got distracted because I Googled... Um tug of war facts yeah and the first thing that came up was days of the year very similar to the website that you were talking about and so i went on to that and not only is it international tug of war day today international tug of war day today oh it is international it's also national hickey day national family day and most exciting for me national chocolate mint day chocolate mint yeah oh that makes me very happy (laughs) that is that is my go-to of ice cream, it'll either be mint choc chip or rum and raisin. Yep, solid. Good choices. I oh, still have you. a ridiculous amount of mint chocolate that I'm working through from Christmas. Just after eights or an assortment of mint choc chips? Sorts. Matchsticks? Yep. What else is there? Uh, 
Bendix. Giggity. Oh, yeah, Bendix. Not not Ben's dicks. Ben's <laughs> dick doesn't taste of... No, he wishes he tasted it that nice. <laughs> Although he'd break to differ because he doesn't like mint chocolate. So, <laughs> <laughs> What an old castard. <laughs> Lovely. Anything more facty for me? Um, and just that it's birthday-wise, just to let you know, it is Millie Bobby Brown's uh, birthday today as well. And two uh, <laughs> old people that wouldn't know who she is. Not saying <laughs> me. Who? Who? Who would you? Who? How? Who's? Who's that? Who would you? You know, eleven. I'm going to leave it even more cryptic. Uh, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the it's the young lovely lady from uh, Stranger Things. 11 uh, the bald one who makes people's heads explode cool exactly so yeah millie bobby brown happy birthday because i know that she does listen to this podcast yeah happy birthday <laughs> head explodey uh, happy birthday 11 <laughs> would you like a bit of crazy news <laughs> i would yes <laughs> <laughs> you said that kind of all seductively <laughs> and i was definitely going to take you up on that uh, we're going to do this bit live on the pod this week because oh, normally shit. I... Sorry? No, just that. I'm scared now. Because <laughs> normally I would give whoever is co-hosting with me a selection of headlines and get them to pick an article before mm. we record. But this week we're going to do it on air. I have got one, two, three, four, five here. So I want you to pick two of these five stories the headlines All right. I'm about to read you. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, okay. The first one is motorist in England calls police to report he's too drunk to drive. Okay. All right. Second headline is caught at border with Python in his pants. Okay. New York City man fined and sentenced to probation. Was that the part of, was that the second yeah, that one? Was, that, was the, that was Python pants. Yep. Python pants. The All right. third headline for you is airport security dog sniffed out something really unusual in the passenger's luggage. Oh, it's... Oh, is that clickbait? It's mummified monkeys. <laughs> okay, so we got pants, like trouser snake, drunk man, and mummified monkeys. Okay. We've got the centuries-old English pancake race. Right, okay. feel like we've had a bit of pancake today. And we have Charlotte the Stingray with no male companion pregnant in her aquarium. Oh! <laughs> um, <laughs> I might have to go for, because they just stick out in my mind, Trouser Snake and Mummified Monkeys. Trouser Snake and Mummified Monkeys. Okay. Oh, this is a very short article. This is from AP News this week. I've got these ones from. My normal source of crazy news has a... Dried up this week. It's been a bit shit. AP news. Yeah. Is that AP like monkeys? I like it. <laughs> I'll call you off then. AP news. Yes. Let's go for it. Caught at border with pythons in his pants. New York City man fined and sentenced to probation. Oh. Albany, NY. A New York City man who admitted to smuggling three Burmese pythons in his pants through a U.S.-Canadian border crossing was sentenced Wednesday to a year of probation and fined $5,000 
federal prosecutors said. Why did you want to take him in? I don't know. Mrs. Calvin Bautista, 38, crossed into northern New York with the hidden snakes on a bus from Montreal to New York City on July July 15th, 2018. Oh, he was just he was just sentenced this week. Cool, that was a long that took a long time, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, the young adult snakes were hidden in the inner thigh of his pants in snake bags tied to the pants drawstring. What's what's a snake bag? It's uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a real thing. It's just what they like carry the snakes around because it keeps them because it's nice and dark and it's nice and warm. It keeps them very content. Because otherwise, okay. if you had a fucking mad snake down your trousers, which I have on a daily, um, then, yeah, they're going to just bite the shit out of your scrotum. I need to... How big are Burmese pythons? Are these big I, snakes? By the sounds of it, didn't it say, like, uh, like adolescent or baby... I'm sure it specified uh, that they were younger, young young male. Young Did adult it? snakes were hidden yeah. in the inner thigh of his pants in snake bags tied to his pants drawstring. But it's dangerous, though. They were discovered by U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers, according to court documents and a release from the office of U.S. Attorney Carla B. Friedman. You know why it was taking so long as well? Why? Because they were wondering whether or not they could make a movie out of it. Yeah. It would be snakes on a bus, see? <laughs> that's what that's what they were you, considering. Just thinking of where he's... You, don't, you wouldn't want a snake biting you down there, would you? That would be the worst thing no. to happen. No, we've seen a tarantula bite down there on um oh, we yeah. are the millers okay oh yeah of course i have that's the thing i have seen i understood that reference yay there we go <laughs> i love that movie uh the queen's resident purchased the snakes which were worth more than two thousand five hundred dollars at a reptile store in canada according to court documents importation of burmese pythons is regulated by an international treaty and by u.s federal regulations listing them as injurious to human beings does that mean it could cause injury? Injurious. It's, as, it's got an eye <laughs> yeah. in it. It's injurious. Yeah. Especially if you're concealing them down your trousers. Yeah. Did you know that snakes are harmful to you if you keep them down your trousers? Well, I kind of assume so. <laughs> the Burmese python, one of the world's largest snakes, is considered a vulnerable species in its native Asia and is invasive in Florida, where it threatens native animals. Okay, okay. So it's going to eat everything in there, Mm. even an alligator. And then the last sentence, this is a bit of a shit show, is Bautista's attorney had no comment. (laughs) Just left him to it. Yeah, just get on with it, mate. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's one of those, if if you've got snakes down your pants, then what else are you going to expect? Snakes down your pants. Exactly. Okay, that was uh, that was decent. That was a decent <laughs> start. I want to I want to definitely find out about these mummified monkeys. It's not as good as Punks of Twenty Phil last week. That was good. That was good. <laughs> that had me rolling. With uh, where was it? Gobbler. Gobbler's knob. Gobbler's knob. That's it. <laughs> CBP dog sniffs out something unusual in passengers' luggage. Mummified monkeys. Mmm. Boston. A U.S. Customs and Border Protection dog sniffed out something unusual in luggage from a traveller returning from Africa. Mummified monkeys. The passenger returning from a visit to the Democratic Republic of Congo reported that the luggage contained dried fish. 
but an inspection at Boston Logan Airport revealed dead and dehydrated bodies of four monkeys, agents <gasps> said. There's a, if you want to click the link as well, there's a picture of them. The traveller said he brought the monkeys into the US for his own consumption. Consumption? Consumption, Ryan Bissett, a CPP spokesperson, said on Sunday. What? Not even just, <laughs> hey, I've got some mummified <laughs> monkeys that are on a shelf. No, I'm going to eat No, he's the brought delicacies from the homeland. <laughs> that, that doesn't look delicate to me. Like, I'm not eating that. No, that, oh God. It looks very dry. It's not great. It's no. I don't like looking at it. To be honest, it kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. Makes me think of uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, raw or minimally processed meat from wild animals, sometimes referred to as bush meat, is banned in the US because of the threat of disease. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I was going to say it's like monkey jerky. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of what what it's hit, getting at. The potential dangers posed by bringing bushmeat into the United States are real. Bushmeat can carry germs that can cause illness, including the Ebola virus, said Julio Caravia, local port director for Customs and Border Protection. Makes sense. Makes sense. Do you remember when we had that Ebola scare? Yeah, that kind I do. of literally came out of nowhere and then just disappeared. Yeah, that was going to be that was going to be COVID at one point, wasn't it? Everyone was like, yeah. "Oh my God, we're all going to get Ebola," and then nothing happened. And then COVID happened. They said about people's arms falling off and stuff, and then, yeah. <laughs> so this incident happened last month, but it was only made public on Friday. Friday just gone. Bissett said Sunday that no charges were filed, but all of the luggage was seized, and the nearly nine pounds, four kilograms of bushmeat, were marked for destruction by U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Yeah, I don't. I don't want. I wouldn't want that coming into my country. No. I it's definitely more risk than anything. And the fact yeah, I know that everybody has different delicacies around the uh, the world. Yeah. But that doesn't seem <laughs> appealing at all. That nothing about that looks appealing in the slightest. And the fact no. that you said it's dried fish when there's very clearly monkey skeletons. Yeah. Is that is that dried fish next to it? Is that like Possibly. catfish maybe? Possibly. It looks looks like it. But even but that, they're, they're literally just three dusty, dried-up monkeys in a bag that you can see there, aren't they? Like, uh, talking of delicacies and, like, different things, what's the weirdest thing you've had, like, you've eaten? Um, I think we did this on the podcast really early on. Oh, did you? I think so. Uh, What's the weirdest thing? Oh, chicken gizzards. Chicken gizzards? Yes. Nice. The dangly bit under the chin of the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Had that and a salad. Had a chicken gizzard salad in France. Nice. Tastes like bacon. That's the thing. Like I, I come from a, a family of butchers. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been used to having certain things like beef tongue um, yeah. in sandwiches, which I, I do love. Um, yeah. Even saveloys, they can turn people's stomachs. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't do, <laughs> I, I don't do a saveloy. No. But one thing that does like it's not it's not necessarily like crazy or anything, but it's roll mots, and that's pickled herring, and it has okay. it does have an acquired taste. Mm. Um, and I've had that, and also insects. I've eaten some insects as well. I've eaten snails. Yeah, yeah. 
how'd you how'd you find them? Just in the back garden? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is no, this is also in France. <laughs> but yeah, they they just they don't really taste. They taste like whatever you put on it. So if you have it with a shitload of garlic butter, it tastes like garlic mushrooms. Yeah, it's that sort of texture to it is earthy, earthy and whatever. Yeah, pretty nice. nice. I quite like. Quite enjoyed them. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not eating dried monkeys. Thank you. No, I'll leave the dried monkeys. Thanks. Pardon me. <laughs> Maybe I'll keep that in. Ha <laughs> ha. Boom boom. <laughs> you did. You make a boom boom. I did. Boom boom in my pants, but no oh, snakes. Just dear. a poo. So, as we discussed last week, old passions is gone. It's out of <laughs> here. We can't think of any more passions. We've done all the passions. No more old passions. You sound like you're getting a bit irate, Mark. So, uh, we have thought of something incredibly different. <laughs> <laughs> the complete brand, other end a, of the spectrum a brand new feature completely original idea it's old <laughs> aversions <laughs> and we're not talking about older versions of ourselves we're talking no. about old aversions old aversions <laughs> <laughs> so rather talk, rather than talking about something that we both love we're going to talk about something that we both don't love. <laughs> we have a mutual dislike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I I think this I think this will be quite fun because yeah, it will so. push people to, or even if it comes to it, and you have like two sides of the coin, and somebody does bring up an aversion that they do like uh, they don't like. Yeah. And the other person is is pro pro that thing. So, I think there'll be a nice discussion around this, but. Yeah. The one thing that we did agree on um, from the last episode, when I was listening to it as I was going to Somerset, and I was like, "Yes, I understand. <laughs> I understand why you feel this way, Mark." And uh, and Ben, did Ben did Ben feel a certain way about London? I can't remember. I can't remember what Ben said. But yeah, I think we're going down the route for this one of London, <laughs> London. How we feel about London. Our first ever older version. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is one of those things. I don't know if I've had that aversion drilled into me. Like, don't get me wrong, I've worked in London and I had the, the niceties of escaping London at the end yeah. of the day. Uh, but even that, that gets to you because the yeah. commute there and back is... God awful. I do. I do still deliver in London all the time for my job. Yeah. So you doing that midday or in the afternoon? All times of day, and it's never pleasant. No. But uh, I will preface this by: if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I did say that I love Camden, and that's how the London topic came up. Mm. There are very small pockets of London that I love, such yeah. as Camden Market and Borough Market. But as a general, on the whole. Fuck London. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is it's so good. There is, like you said before, there's like yeah. really lovely places that do like amazing fusion cooking. Um, and yeah, just uh, culturally, it's, it's great. It's a hub for everything. But a lot of the, the time, like if I think about going to London, 
I just think it's just too much. I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered with the whole, um, the price of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when friends are, they're like, oh yeah, let's go to London, let's go for drinks and stuff. I'm like, I could get more drinks within Kent than I could like on a one night in London. Yeah, I don't even like going to my local pub. I just want to get drunk at home. That's the cheapest way. To <laughs> it is. Just come to it me. Is. I'll get you drunk. Yeah. I've been on the r slash uh, London subreddit. Yes, and uh, there's a there's somebody there's a user on there called Unhappy Habitat. He uh, he commented on there saying London is vile. Everyone's in a big hurry and it stinks. I have no idea why people flock there. It really is the most disgusting place in the United Kingdom. Somebody replied to him saying, "Well, aren't you a treat?" And then this reply from Unhappy Habitat. It's <laughs> It's just perfect, and they've got all the downvotes for it, but I'm completely with Unhappy Habitat. (laughs) (laughs) He or she said, I'm entitled to my opinion. It's a shithole. The air quality is disgusting, the people are rude, the prices are ridiculous, and the quality is well below what you'd expect. People treat London like it's the epitome of culture when it isn't. It's a cesspool of violence, criminality, and congestion. The rich-poor divide is more apparent than anywhere else in the UK, and the City of London having its own laws to make tax dodging possible for rich cunts is a fucking joke. Nuke it and start again. (laughs) (laughs) Nuke it and start again. That is definitely definitely a a strong opinion. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But it, it is one of those things, like you said, it does hit the nail on the head on some of the... For most of it. Yeah, for most of it because it it does it gets too out of control with regards to like the violence and the criminality and you would have thought like being uh the hub of um like politics and parliament and stuff then they would try and get stuff sorted as soon as within london (laughs) use it as like a test ground but I, i feel like it's yeah it's gone too far but yeah, as someone who is there all the time, I can attest to. I know they're trying to fix the air quality. Is the first thing this person said, but that's that's the way they're trying to fix that is with ULES, which is mm. a whole other thing. <laughs> you have to pay for the privilege of getting sitting in traffic, yeah, and dealing with rude people that don't know how to drive. No, do you have any experiences from being young where you felt a little bit scared of London? Did you ever go to London as a kid? I'm sure I would have, but I'm not remembering anything. Because I, I, I've always felt, and like I said, I don't know if it's because of my dad, because he had a real aversion to it. Yeah, and he would, old aversion. He, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> he would, he would. That's an older, older aversion. Mm. Um, and he would only go there if we was just doing like a trip to the London. Uh, history museum yeah and i love that love that place to pieces is it's great and i've always had that connection to it as a kid but yeah we would only literally go there for that one thing and then get the shit out of there straight away yes i think most of my experiences of going to london as a kid would have been like on a school coach where it wasn't my it wasn't my concern or my parents concern (laughs) (laughs) just get there and get back that's it yeah That's what that's kind of like what kind of instills that feeling in you as well. Mm. But yeah, I've I've worked there and like for a job I've worked at 
Apple within Stratford, and then I worked at Samsung within King's Cross. Yeah, and it is it's 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 so good because it is like always striving to do something new and be better, but at the same time, it forgets a lot of like we said, a lot of people, a lot of stuff, because it can be one of the loneliest places. And that's not just saying London as a whole, it's big cities. So many people can be just caught up in their day-to-day where nobody gives a shit about anyone. Well, that's because that's it. Because in London, the population density, there couldn't be be more people there. (laughs) But nobody looks up. No. So everyone's lonely. Everyone's <laughs> Exactly. There's the stereotype, there's that generalization of the north and north south divide of everyone up north stops and says hello to you. Uh-huh. Says hello to you there and nobody does. But it is true, especially in London. Everyone's so yeah. rude. Nobody gives you the time of day. Nobody does. Yeah. I, I live in I used to live in the countryside or like I said, I've just come back from Somerset. Mm. And people do. You go out for a walk and people are just nice as pie. But yeah. also saying that, um, what do they call them? Crockles, I think, or grockles. Basically, there's a lot of Londoners that uh, get into a certain age where they've lived their life in London, and then they go and move to the countryside. Right, yeah. And now they're kind of like, kind of changing the ways of these countryside towns and cities or mm. villages uh, with their, their Londonisms. So it's kind of spreading a little bit. Yeah, it does. And the London itself does seem to be spreading all the time as well. Yeah, as in like Stevenage, where I'm from. The reason I moved out of Stevenage, moved away from Stevenage to where I live now, is housing prices because Stevenage is virtually Greater London now. It's, Mate, you're, it's, it's like, that's the same. That's the same as me. Yeah, <laughs> just because we've got high speed links, M two M twenty five, yep. straight to London, like. For us, it's it's crazy. I can't I I can't get a mortgage at the moment just because it's astronomical. I know that's not mm-hmm. necessarily just because of London, but it's because of a lot of stuff. But yeah, it's it's a it's a strange one. Same for Stevenage because it's literally it's literally on the A one and it's about twenty minute half an hour train journey into King's Cross. Yeah. So what are we saying is that we take London and we just pick it up and put it on its own little island, a little bit like uh, Alcatraz. We just put it out into the water, and then everything's everything's happy. What everything's they should good. do is build some sort of high-speed railway to spread all the wealth out of London up north. So that they're... Oh, wait, no, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it... They're, they've gone to half of it, haven't they? I don't know if you can hear me now. His ears are falling off. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, it's supposed to. Yeah, you talk about HS2, yeah? Yeah. That's supposed to be going from London to Manchester and now it isn't actually going into London. Uh, I think it's going further north than Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it. They stopped the last leg, didn't they? Yeah. They were like, oh, actually, this is going to cost a lot <laughs> a lot of money. So They're let's- like, yeah, this is costing a shitload. So it's just going to go to Birmingham, not Manchester. We're not going to spread it north after all. And they were like, "Oh no, yeah, no, this is spending a lot of money. It's not. It's not actually going to go all the way into London. There's not. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, this is this is England. This is England. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, saying that, one thing like within the whole of uh, 
this is kind of like off piste from London, but just developments. Have you heard about a new park, a new theme park that may be uh, coming up um, and is going one- into Basingstoke, I think? Oh, no. So I believe it's Basingstoke, but Universal have actually put in, not a bid, but they've actually sent out letters to people within, I'm sure it's Basingstoke. Um, I was going to say, are you, I was going to ask you if you're talking about the one in Bedford. Or is it Bedford? It's a B. I literally, I had heard about that because it's literally next to me. <laughs> you would know about it. Because they were sending out letters to say that they have bought this land. Yep. Universal Studios writes to residents about a potential theme park in Bedfordshire. Yeah. Oh, mate, I am stoked for that. Mate, I am on its doorstep. I'm a... <laughs> Let's do the... When When will that be completed? Because when it, when it is oh, that probably year... probably about 30 years, yeah. Yeah, so 30 years' time, all of the old men army will do a meet-up <laughs> <laughs> at the Universal yeah. Studios in London. Um, in no, not in London. Please not don't in put London, it in London. In Bedford. Yeah. Yes, please don't put it in London. That's the whole point of what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Yeah. We are very much against it. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's a decent, decent start to the aversions. I, I, I do, I do wonder what will uh, come next. And even if it's if it comes to it that people tell us their aversions within the Discord, and we discuss. Whether yes. or not we uh, we agree or disagree. I went to South London to watch a Stevenage game, to watch them play Sutton, and I paid £8 for a bottle of London Pride. Nice. How was that for you? <laughs> Expensive. Bitter on both ends. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is. It's crazy money. Just like you said, stay at home, get a couple of yourself, and just watch it on the TV. Yeah. And th- the rich poor divide as well. Sorry, I was yeah. just going back over what this person on Reddit said. It is like you'd see the West End of London and then you see like, fuck, what's it called? Hendon. <laughs> Hendon. <laughs> yes. That was, yeah. Some of the some areas of London are, especially around South London, almost slums. Yeah. And East London. A lot of it, basically all of it, apart from the West End. <laughs> That's it. it, it and it's... maybe the city. You need to, and if you want to, you have to just, you have to fully invest. You can't just half-ass London. You can't just no. go a little bit in uh, to try and, I don't know, make a, a bit of a career. You need to mm. literally just put everything on hold. One thing that I do, I, I did like is when I was working at Apple or the, the fruit-based company, let's say, is that they allowed me to keep my London waiting. So I went into yeah. London and worked on that rate and then, uh, yeah, when I went to, uh, where did I go after that? Blue Water. Okay. And oh, I would have thought Blue Water was London waiting anyway. Did it not? No, it was on the outside. Stevenage is London waiting. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's it, Blue Water still. It's classed as Kent at that point. Yeah, I think. So I think because I used to work at ASDA in Stevenage mm-hmm. as a delivery driver. And I transferred from the Asda in Stevenage to the Asda in Biggleswade, and my wages went down because Stevenage is London waiting, and Biggleswade is not. Oh, that's <laughs> that's a real shame. Yeah, because they, their whole thing was that it, like they would always allow you to keep going up instead yeah. of like take the carpet from underneath your feet. And be mm. like, oh, this is nice money. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, uh, I've lost money. But again, it shouldn't be that way. Why do London people get more money? That it needs to. Yeah, 
Oh, and again, it, it comes back to it. It is expensive. It's Everything ridiculous. is expensive. And that, when I was at Disneyland as well, uh, or Disney World, I was specifying to people. People were like, how, how expensive is it? And I was using London as a reference point. Yeah. So, so I was like, yeah, if you just think of it as you're paying London prices at a theme park. Yeah. And it basically is that. But it's not like you pay higher prices if you go to Manchester, though, is it? No, I don't believe so. I've been to Manchester. I don't remember it being particularly expensive. No. Birmingham? um, No. I'm there all the time as well. In Birmingham, that seems pretty cheap. Yeah. It's it's because it's got that status. Tell you the city I found dirt cheap. I went there, and that was a very, very cheap night out, and that's Sheffield. Oh, nice. Really cheap. Never never been that neck (laughs) of the woods. Oh yeah, I've been there a few times for football. It's yeah, good night out there. The highest I've been was uh, Blackpool, but that was literally as a child. That's very high up. Yeah, but it was just like on that side. Yeah, staying on the left, and that that was it. Northwest. Yeah. Yeah. Edinburgh was pretty expensive. Went there with Mary a couple of years ago. That wasn't cheap. Not cheap. Not cheap at all. But certainly cheaper than London. <laughs> exactly. So. On a whole, I believe that, as we've said, there are definitely nice things. Shoreditch as well. Shoreditch, like, Mm. it can be rough, but then also there are some amazing pubs and bars that are there. Yeah. But it's just shame. It's just shame that there's that that culture doesn't kind of seep out into the adjacent areas, like we're saying, Kent or Sussex or whatever. Um. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's not great, but it can be all right at some in some situations. And I'm going there on Saturday to Kentish Have Town. Fun to see the blackout. The blackout. Yeah. I haven't heard of them for ages. No, they're doing like a comeback tour. Nice. And then I'm also in London next Wednesday. <laughs> So someone really likes being in London. For a day of tests. Yes, I can't wait for both of these occasions. <laughs> <laughs> well. London, you are very convenient to get to and you have lots of things, but I hate you. I will not stay there. The end. Mr. Narkills. Yes? Are oh, you smarter than an old man? <laughs> Yes, depending on who that old man is. Me. Am I? I don't know. No, we're both quizzy, so like we said, I feel like we may have pockets of knowledge of things and stuff. It's time for the answers. (laughs) All the correct answers. Listeners, I hope you still have them jotted down wherever you jotted them down, even if it was in your brain. Exactly. So the first question I asked you was, which virtual table tennis game created in 1972 sparked the arcade era? The answer is... I know that. Pong. It is Pong. Because you <laughs> Pong. That's why I asked it. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself a point. All right, I will. In what city does Mrs. Doubtfire take place? So I've gone for the breakdown in my head of a lot of hilly areas, especially... Yes. Outside of um, their grandparents' house, yes. Um, after the yeah, after the 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 debacle with the uh, the petting zoo and the 
and the cake and everything, and it's very steep, isn't it? And yes. I believe it to be um, one of the uh, America uh, places, because it is set in America, um, San Francisco. Correct. Thank you. San Francisco. Give yourself a point. Well, that's two points now, everyone. It's two points. <laughs> Out of two points. Sick. What 100%. is the first name of the mutant pilot of the Planet Express ship, Leela, on the animated show Futurama? Oh, I, 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 I know I know this, but I yeah. couldn't think of it. I've just gone for Jane. <laughs> it is not Jane Leela. It is Taranga Leela. Taranga. Yeah, well, I think, I think they pronounce it Taranga, but it's spelt Taranga. I remember now. That made me laugh when I saw that question because it reminded me of when you and I talked about Topanga. <laughs> oh, mate. Um, why did she come up? Did you talk about on the last episode? No, me and you. When it was when you were on with me. We were talking about Boy yeah, the World. But in the last episode, uh, not between us, but you was talking about, um, oh, yeah, celebrity crushes. Oh, yeah. And that was my first like celebrity crush. I can't yeah. remember her name. Phil Flisher? Danielle Fisher. Danielle Fisher, yeah, that's it. Yeah. She I, is that, And you babes. just reminded me, I was going to uh, tell you all who the last two names on my list were, but I forgot I, I forgot to remember. <laughs> update them. <laughs> I forgot to update my list. <laughs> <laughs> good chat, good chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate it when you forget to remember? <laughs> who sang the 1984 acapella song Tom's Diner oh mate I, I had to take a stab in the dark so that's the tune is it <laughs> definitely not Prince no <laughs> I didn't even know I couldn't couldn't think of the tune of the song but now you've done it I'm like that's definitely I not know Prince. there are people that listen to this I can hear them now screaming at their at their podcast player hey no you fucking idiot it's Suzanne it Vega oh Suzanne Vega <laughs> damn uh, you started off so well you're on two out of four now I know I know hopefully I can get at least three out of five you gotta get this this is on this day the 21st of February which US president arrived in China at the start of a week long summit aimed at ending 20 years of frosty relations between the two countries oh so was there a clue in the question what Frosty. Frosty? No. <laughs> oh, I went with Nixon. <laughs> oh, it was Nixon? Yeah, Nixon versus Frost. Oh, was it? That's what I went for. So that's a good movie as well, if anybody's seen it. Uh, is, is it Nixon versus Frost or Frost I versus Nixon? I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I'm sure it's the interview between David Frost and mm. Richard Nixon. What, as in Del Boy Trotter, David Frost? <laughs> no, oh, that's David Jason. David J- <laughs> <laughs> Is it Frost versus Nixon? Yes, 2008 movie uh, with Michael Sheen and Frank uh, Langella. And Is yeah, it's- Nixon, the one that did the peace signs. I'm not a crook. I'm not a crook. He's, he's the head. He's the head in the yeah in Futurama. Futurama. Wow. Full Didn't circle do that on purpose. Yeah. Uh, plot. Uh, Nixon's literally, uh, I would say, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, Frost struggles to sell the interview 
to the American network. So yeah, it's it's a whole thing. David Frost. I'm sure it's about David Frost, is it? It's about David Jason. David and Goliath. That's what it <laughs> probably is like, in a sense. Oh, it's by Ron Howard as well. You know where I got confused? Go on. David Jason's a touch of Frost, isn't he? He is. That's... <laughs> That's what. That's where my brain went. Yeah, that's that's all the connections you're making. Yeah, that's why you forget to remember. That's how I forget to remember. You overload your brain. <laughs> so yeah, if you said Richard Nixon, give yourself a point. I did. Ah, oh, three out of five. <laughs> is that passable? Yeah, I think three out of five is a, a, a click. That's a pass. I think we definitely. Uh... Definitely need to maybe look to see if we can do some sort of uh, ranking. So if you got three yeah. out of five, you are smarter than this old man. <laughs> yeah, this is, well, there's four of us. If we sort ourselves in age order. Could do. Who's the smartest, though? That's the thing. Chat. Just do it in age order. I just said chat. Like, yeah. I'm live streaming. I, that's, yeah, that happens. I know. <laughs> do that. Schoolboy era. I'm going to say three out of five means you're smarter than Tunny. Yay! The second youngest old man. <laughs> Sweet. Tunny, I beat you. Listeners at home or in the car or whatever the hell you're doing, let us know how you did. And also, if you want to send me any questions to ask my co-host in the future, mm. please feel free to do that. But also... I ask of my co-hosts as well. I love a quiz. I would I would also like to be quizzed. So. We will definitely uh, quiz you. We will definitely quiz you without you realising. But yeah, I'll try and do this every week. I liked that. I enjoyed that. I did as well. I liked this whole podcast. This podcast was very pleasant. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Whoopee. Exactly. I think that's about it, mate. I think we're done. I like it. That sounds like a nice place to uh, wrap up. Oh, yeah, listeners, let us know what, how, what you thought about the new segments, the quiz and the older versions. Are you looking forward to uh, hearing Narkills or Ben or Tunny and myself rant about more things in the future? Did you enjoy our rant about London? Do you agree? Do you disagree? What do you have? Yeah. What is your older version? Exactly. We want to we wanna know. We want to have a, a debate, a mass debate. As always, you can use the podcast channel in the Discord server or you can email me at oldmenarmy at gmail.com. Lovely. Well, let's get the butts out of here. Let's sign off and let me put my trousers on. Okay. I have been Smith. You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Heater. I try and stream every Wednesday and Saturday. And I've been Lawson. <laughs> I tried to make that sound like a voice message. But yes, you can find me over at Mr. Narkills on Twitch and I stream when and uh, when I can and where I can. But yes. this week, if you're interested, I'll be streaming uh, Tuesday, Thursday and Sunday. Um, yes. But yeah, just keep your eyes peeled in the Discord because uh, the schedule goes up there. And on your socials, you're you're probably the best at us <laughs> at keeping your socials up to date. I do try. Tickety-tock, as Ben would call it. I do try. I think you need some uh, Pyroton, do you? Yes, my face is going through <laughs> the rapies again. My face. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm allergic to everything. The things you do for love. 
<laughs> Go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Old Men Army to get the links for everything old related, which is including this podcast, the Discord, the merch, which is at oldmenmerch.com, and also follow the other old men, which is I am Tiny 100 and BenBis81. And also check out our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash at Old Men Army. If you wish to contact us about anything we've said, or you want to appear on the pod, please email oldmenarmy at gmail.com. Come on down. To the butter barn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will see you at the butter barn. Yes, on that note, perfect note to end it on. Love you, bye. Love you, bye, toodly pip. Old Casters with Smith and Jones. <laughs>